0: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers.
1: All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight.
0: Ken Hitchcock, selected to the Hockey Hall of Fame today. Edmontonian briefly coached the Oilers four years ago. Great honor for Hitch. You got Henrik Ludquist going in along with fellow goaltenders Tom Barrasso and Mike Vernon. Pierre Turgeon also selected today in the uh, women's category. Carolyn Alette, four gold medals in the Olympics with Canada. And uh, former agent and GM Pierre Lacroix also picked. He passed away in 2020. Uh, Lacroix and Hitchcock going in in the builders category and the Hall of Fame induction ceremony November 13th in toronto uh with the elks getting ready to play the toronto argos on sunday at commonwealth stadium it's on 6:30. 30 chad countdown to kick off at 3:30. game will start at 5 earlier in the show here we had taylor cornelius the elks quarterback chatting with our dave campbell as cornelius and that rest of the offense will try to recover from being shut out in vancouver on saturday the uh week in the cfl starts tomorrow and uh could be uh could be a good game in Winnipeg. BC and Winnipeg, both 2-0. and They're going to go head-to-head. Friday, it's Montreal at Hamilton. Hamilton struggling out of the gate. Saskatchewan and Calgary both 1-1 and will play on Saturday. And then Elks and Argos on Sunday. Ottawa has a bye. And Edmonton's going to have to play in Ottawa on a short week uh, next Friday, June 30th. NHL draft is the uh, 28th and 29th. So we'll keep you updated on Oilers now and on this show. And then free agency is uh, July 1st. And we'll have some special coverage for you on 630, Chad, that day. Okay. Jason Greger is going to join me in uh, about half an hour as uh, Jason will hop on with me one week after his uh, station TSN 1260 went off the air. It'll be a pleasure to have Jason join me. For now, though, my conversation from earlier today with Edmonton golfer Will Bateman. Will, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me, Reed. It's awesome to catch up with you. Busy time for you. I'm gonna start with a very basic question. Where are you right now?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm in Norman, Oklahoma this week.
0: All right, And uh, so what what's the schedule uh, been like? or what's kind of a, a um, the routine for you for a week when one tournament ends and then the other one starts?
2: Yeah, lots of travel lately. Uh, this is my sixth week in a row um so we've been in Raleigh and and obviously went up to Canada for Canadian Open and then uh and then flew back down here and, and played the last couple weeks but uh it's been it's been pretty busy but I've been, I've been enjoying it yeah
0: well I, I know you keep grinding away and you and I've been talking for several years and, and you've had some pretty cool things happen to you since we last talked L- let's go back to the now now for I should preface this we, we talked last year you won the event here in Edmonton on the Canadian Tour chipped in uh what was it the second playoff hole I think for Eagle yeah. on the par five. So an amazing moment for you. And then really uh it, it got even better. Because you were the you were the Canadian player of the year, the player of the year on the Canadian tour, right? Yep. So how how important an accomplishment was that?
2: Uh pretty important. I mean uh you know going to last event I, I think I was in I was in second on the Fortnite Cup points list. Um I knew I needed a pretty good week to um to win the the whole season but ended up playing um really well uh that last tournament and then you know obviously to if you finish second on the points you don't get full status out here on the corn Ferry tour so uh, finishing first was great don't have to worry about any reshuffles or anything like that i'm eligible for every corn Ferry event this year so that was pretty big for the uh you know career-wise
0: how have you found the you know because the Corn Ferry is the closest you can get to the PGA Tour, and of course, like you said, you played the Canadian Open, which we'll get to. How have you found the step from the the Canadian Tour to Corn Ferry?
2: Yeah, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's still just golf, and, and you're still trying to get the ball in the hole. Obviously, um, you know, Corn Ferry Tour, a um, little bit bigger purses, and and players are much better, and. You definitely see leaderboards much more um, uh, not as not as separated uh, as Canada there's a lot a lot of good players out here so a couple shots here and there um, you know every tournament is huge for points and and advancing and stuff like that so um, I think the you know the transition was relatively um, you know easy like I said it's still golf at the end of the day but uh, just kind of on a bigger scale so
0: yeah did you see a lot of the same guy like are a lot of the guys sort of on the same trajectory you are or is it kind of like oh yeah you again or i remember we went at it a few
2: years ago <laughs> yeah 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 there's a couple guys uh from Kane tour you know i played with um you know this year as well jake knapp's doing really well out here um and yeah you know a lot, a lot of the same guys but obviously a lot of different guys too you know you get a lot of guys that you know i've played on tour for for quite a while that are uh playing corn ferry now and um so yeah def- definitely a different group of guys and and you definitely play with uh i play with a few guys you know that you watched on tv growing up and stuff like that so that's been pretty cool too all
0: right well well good for you for doing that we'll talk a little bit more about that as we move along here but of course uh you because you uh it was the Fortnite cup right Fortnite cup standings you finished on top of because of that you were in the canadian open uh, to it, it, tell everybody what happened on Friday, because that was a pretty special day.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, really, really cool uh, experience. Obviously, overall, um, to play my first National Open, and then uh, I, I felt like I played really well on on um, the Thursday round. Uh, I hit it really well. I just didn't really make any putts, and then. Uh, Friday round, I, I brought out another putter um, to, to the putting green about. And the thing is, that there was a shuttle there um, to the range and back. So it was kind of a, it was interesting. You kind of had to take a shuttle, it was about 10 minutes, and then coming back, there was quite a lot of traffic. So I thought I gave myself enough time to get to the putting green before my second round, but I ended up not. I ended up having about seven minutes um, by the time I got to the putting green to get to the first tee. Anyways, I I put this putter in play on the putting green and made, like, the first six putts or so. I was like, okay, I'm going to switch to this one for the day. And then ended up getting off off to a really good start. Um, And then, yeah, ended up shooting, um, I believe it was 64 um, that that second round. And and obviously, um, you know, moved up the leaderboard. I think I was in, you know, a T100 and something after Thursday and then ended up being, you know, 20th at the end of – end of friday which was which is really cool and um yeah obviously you know a lot of energy out there a lot of people following um whole family was out there but yeah just an incredible day yeah well good for you
0: and and good for you playing into the weekend and then uh hey we all wish it would have been you the canadian who won but it was a canadian who, who were you still around when taylor won or what was the vibe for a canadian winning that event
2: yeah i mean obviously you know i was i was watching it and uh just incredible to to see and you know obviously a long drought for some canadian players there to win that event but um to watch him hold that you know 72 footer i think it was um to win it was just incredible and then obviously afterwards you can't really you know even write that in uh, in like a book you know he uh, adam had when he gets tackled by the security guard and and uh it was just you know it's one of those days where i just uh it's really really cool so what what are
0: some of the uh was that your second pga event or was that your first one
2: that was my second one
0: because you did what was the other one you did again
2: puerto rico open
0: right so what what did you take out of the canadian open were there any kind of really sharp lessons you took out of that immediately after the weekend
2: yeah um, Um, a a lot um obviously you know playing that friday round um i think i was the i think terrell Hatton ended up shooting eight under um later in the day there but you know obviously just to be out there and, and play against you know some of the best players in the world and and uh be able to perform that well um under that amount of pressure you know gives me a lot of confidence moving forward and i felt like um main thing i learned is that uh it's just golf at the end of the day. And I think that, um, you know, my good golf is good to compete out there. And I think it's just about getting the opportunities and stuff like that to, to actually be playing out there full time. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you come off a week like that and you're, you're just very motivated to get back to that level. And, and, um, yeah, it was just, like I said, just obviously an incredible week and, you know, first Canadian open was, was super cool. So. Edmonton's Will Bateman joining us tonight
0: on Inside Sports telling you about golfing in the Canadian Open and he's currently in Norman, Oklahoma for the latest Corn Ferry Tour event. So what's the, now with with the Corn Ferry, how, where do you have to finish to get onto the PGA Tour for next season or what are the steps you got to meet to to get there?
2: So yeah, this is the first year they changed uh, the playoff events. Um, So last year it was I think there was three, um, they call them finals events, and it would take the bottom half of the PGA Tour and the guys that finished uh, second to 75th on the Corn Ferry Tour, and they would play for another uh, 25 tour cards. But this year it changed, so it's just the top 30 um, on the Corn Ferry Tour. So basically you finish inside the top 30 this year for the full season, then uh, you you would get a PGA Tour card next year. Okay, so where are you right now? Uh, I think I'm forty-fifth right now.
0: Okay, so you're close. You're, yeah. you're doing. You're. You are, I mean, I don't. I know you want to get there, but are, are you happy with your season so far, or how would you characterize it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that there's been, uh, you know, a couple things that um, were unexpected that have happened for me. I, I got injured, um, and after the, I think it was the fifth or the sixth event of the year. Ended up having a slight tear in my in my um, lateral collateral ligament, my knee. Um, so that was kind of you know didn't really I wouldn't say set me back, but definitely took some time to to rehab and kind of get back to full health. But I'm you know I'm very happy with where I'm at, and I'm obviously a couple really good weeks from from getting a PGA Tour car. That's kind of where you want to be. And um, like I said, been on the road for you know six weeks now, and um, looking forward to having a little bit of a break, and then I think after after next week we're going to have 11 events left so still kind of like a you know almost like a like, like you could call it just a full, full season in, on, in canada there so okay uh so just to let everybody
0: know obviously my show is in the evening we're recording this in the morning because you're a busy guy uh it's we're talking here uh wednesday morning just after nine mountain what will you do today the final day before the tournament starts
2: yeah. So it's super hot out here this week. It's, uh, you know, it's in the, it's close to the hundreds, um, oh, right now. So, uh, I'm just trying to trying to rest and let, you know, a little bit different of a schedule than, you know, I, I would have if it was my first or second week on the road, but you know, I've been on the road for six weeks now. So uh, I'm just kind of going to try and take it easy. Um, today I'm probably going to, you know, head to the course here in about an hour. I'll, I'll do some yoga and then, um, Head to the course, hit some balls, hit some putts, and then I have a pro am at uh, at 250. Um, so I'll play nine holes there, and then um, yeah, then come back, have some dinner, and get her going in the morning.
0: How how many uh, how many balls do you usually hit on a non tournament day? Like, do you have a set routine, or do you kind of feel like, okay, what do I need to work on today?
2: Yeah, it depends. Um, I think uh, you know most of my work is done prior to tournament weeks. Um, you know, when you're you know when you're playing a tournament, it's kind of it's that time to just rest and and just prepare your body for the for the four days that uh, you have upcoming. So I wouldn't say I hit too many balls. I think I focus more on short game um, leading up to the event, especially during tournament weeks. Okay, and I I know
0: I have probably asked you this every time we have talked but it's one of the ongoing themes I have on this show and that's the the mental side of the game and golf, uh, especially that's and, and plus you mentioned you had to battle through an interview which I know from interviewing tons of athletes over the years that's a whole other mental hurdle that has to be cleared uh, you're what, you're 29 now? Yeah you know, So, you know, you're, you're not a kid you're not kind of finding your way in your late teens or your early 20s how, how, is, uh, how is the mental side of the game developed for you? Or of life perhaps?
2: Yeah, um, it, it's interesting to see. You know, obviously there's a lot of guys that uh, are you know super good players when they're younger and they and they're ready to you know play on tour by the time they're 25. And and then there's obviously a lot of guys that um, you know they they mature later in life and and learn a lot more later and and play really good golf in their 30s. I feel like, you know, obviously working with my, you know, psychologist, Deborah Graham has, um, been huge for me. And, and we've done a lot of really good work in the last, um, three to four years. And, and, you know, I still talk to her every week and, and stuff like that. But, you know, as for developing, I just feel like, uh, you know, obviously I'm getting older and just a little bit more, you know, stable in the head and, and a little more, a little bit more mature. And, and you just learn a lot, obviously, you know, I've been traveling for this, you know, my 10th year as a professional. So I've been traveling for quite a while and, and I think I've learned a lot, you know, obviously doing that for, for so long, but, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, golf is an entirely mental game and I think it's just, you know, focusing on the process and not really worrying about the outcome, kind of letting the outcome take care of itself. And I feel like that's what I'm trying to do this year. And, and, um, you know, as the season, you know, keeps going on, I just trying to get more relaxed and, and, uh, more into my rhythm and, um, feel like I'm finding my way yeah awesome well that's great to hear
0: uh you know again it's been a little well i guess a little under a year since we talked so again congratulations on what you did last year though i know you've moved on from that but i'm happy for you and i'm glad you got to play in the canadian open and uh yeah it's I'll, we'll keep an eye on you here as we get into the stretch of the corn Ferry tour because i know you're fighting hard for that uh for that pga tour spot will really awesome to catch up with you man all the best Awesome. thanks reed that is will bateman on inside sports so he tees off tomorrow in norman oklahoma opening round of the compl- uh, the compliance solutions championship on the Corn Ferry Tour, and uh, as he told you, top 30 guys at the end of the season from the Corn Ferry Tour get a PGA Tour card. He's around 45th right now, so close. In the I mean, basically, if he were able to win a tournament or, or, or probably even get a top five, uh, probably would be enough to, uh, to get in. So we'll keep an eye on Will. Great story. Got to play in the Canadian Open, as he was telling you about uh, a week and a half ago. He's uh, working really hard. It's been fun to follow his career the last few years. It is 649. Jason Greger is going to join me at 7.05. We'll get some of your feedback next on Inside Sports. You're home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins
1: on 6.3 Chad. All
0: right. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Oh, Queens of the Stone Age. Great track. Uh, Is that... In my head, in your head? head? In yeah. my head. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. 7804960063. Kellen, what do we have?
1: Oh, a ton of uh, Elks chatter on the text line tonight, Reed. We'll start with Dino Bambino. Dino Bambino! Good he's going to scare us here. He says he's got a frightening statistic for us, Reid. Oh, let's hear it. In their last 45 regular season games going back to mid-2019, the Elks are 9-36, and 36, which equates to a t- point .200 winning percentage. Uh, point well,
0: 200. Uh, no, they're worse than that. Oh, I, I've been keeping that stat, They're nine and 34, I believe now, because uh, they were two and seven in the second half of 2019. I'm not counting playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were three and 11 in the short season. They were four and 14 last year. and Now they're oh and two. So that is nine. Uh, 16 and 11 is 27. Yeah, they're nine and 30. They're nine and 34. And they're allows. What does he have?
1: He has nine and 36. So it's two off. I don't
0: I I don't have them at 9 and 36. Because they played Yeah, I think you're off there, Dino, but it's bad either way.
1: Cuz they played two playoff games in 2019, which I
0: don't count. Mm. They won one and lost one. Yeah.
1: Hmm, maybe uh, counting the two exhibition games from earlier this year too, but those. That's no, he wouldn't count exhibition games.
0: Yeah, there we go. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. It it's is. Not, really it's bad. not just this year
1: or last year. It really goes back to the middle of 2019. It's not good. It's bad. Um, frustrated fan text again. Says he's got a prediction. He says the uh, he is making a prediction. The Elks will not win a game this season. That's from frustrated fan. No comment. John texts again, says, Reed, obviously they need to execute better, but I have a problem with the offensive scheme that Stephen McAdoo runs. There's no flair or creativity or misdirection. They line up and do exactly what it looks like they're going to do uh, pre-snap. If a simpleton like me can call it from the stands, what's coming next? Surely professional football players on a defense can see it too. It's so predictable and boring. That's from John. John, you are far from a simpleton. Uh, you're listening to Inside Sports, which he All right. already puts you a little little bit higher up than your friends with, with your sports knowledge because we inform you so
0: all right so here, here's the thing the coaches. The coaches have to put Cornelius in a in a position to succeed. And if he still can't, I mean, that's probably the next step. Uh, uh, you know, we've talked about it. And like I said, I've talked to some people who know more about football than I do. Do you roll them out more to try to just take half the field away? Do you get them moving around? Um, and, and, you know, the O-line, I think the interior of the O-line is not bad. I don't think the tackles are that great, which doesn't help. Um, I mean, I I know he doesn't want it any simpler, but you might have to. I'm not saying more conservative, but you might have to make it even simpler and just see if Cornelius can execute that. But yeah, it's 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 frustrating, and there's a lot broken uh, on the offense. It's not just one or two really obvious or really minor things. There's a lot that has to go better. Jason Greger's up next.